Hello everyone, welcome to Sana I-E. I'm your host XO, and it's Monday, April 5th, man. 15 days to your boy's birthday. Keep it on your calendar. Uh, but man, Easter was epic yesterday, our uh, resurrection day. And it was really good. I uh, made some money, spent time with the family, um, went out to eat, and it's just all good. Family cooked the dinner, and it was just real good um, memories. I love family time, love spending time with family, and just really getting that time to really be with the fam, see how everybody's weeks been, see how everybody's year has been going, and just really getting to pick their brains and really seeing how they how they're doing overall. But. Um, from my family to yours, happy holidays. Not necessarily holidays, happy resurrection, but it's a new week. April 5th, what's in store for us? And on this episode, um, I got my quotes of the day, as well as why financial literacy matters. And I know I was, uh, I'm gonna discuss in this episode about the IRA and then different like retirement um, accounts while I'm really focus on the IRA and different uh, ones but other than that welcome to Sana I-E let's get started with the quotes of the day my first quote is touching the lives of others is one of the best things you can do in life and that's facts when you you touch the life of somebody or you help somebody out or you uplift somebody or you do something and you like, just feel that like good energy within you because you help somebody um accomplish a goal accomplish a task or you held the door for somebody or you um help somebody with the groceries or just some little little uh deed or rewarding deed you feel that like that impact that you made and it's like touching people's lives any way you can whether it's with music with podcasting with uh fashion um anything touch people's lives you know how it is when you see that smile on somebody's face and you just know that you you did that you made that impact on them and you touched their lives just by, by a simple gesture that you did and that's one of the best things you can do in life it's like touching somebody helping somebody out lifting somebody that's why i love doing this podcast because i feel like with every episode i'm helping somebody and uplifting them whether they're going through a hard time whether they're um going through good times or just helping them on any type of basis and i'm like I'm grateful for that. But overall, touching people's lives is the best thing you can do in life. And it's about focusing on the in, uh, the impact and not the income. And my next qu- quote is, cutting people out of your life doesn't mean you hate them. It simply means you respect yourself. Not everyone is meant to stay. And that goes both ways. Because we like to over 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 extend people's stay in our lives and it's like we have to really evaluate and assess and analyze the people in our lives right now family friends and seeing is this person meant to be in my life or should i cut this person off because they've i want to say hit their expiration date or their stay is up it's time to check out so Cutting people out, cutting people out of your life doesn't mean you hate them. It's just like you respect yourself. You're growing. You're elevating. You're going onto a new level, a new person. So you can't keep holding the same people in or keep hanging around the same people. They want to uplift you and whatnot. So you got to take that upon yourself and be like, "Yo, 
are these people around me helping me grow or am I consistently being going around in a circle cycle cycle and doing the same things and it's like no if you want to grow you have to grow and elevate and find new people and cut the old people off it's no hard feelings it doesn't mean you hate them it's just you you're respecting yourself and you're showing like yo I'm, I want to grow and this is how I grow by cutting people off, cutting certain habits off, cutting certain foods off, cutting certain thoughts off. And that goes both ways. When somebody cuts you off and it's like we all hate to be cut off, cut out. And it's, it's just life. It's just something we have to deal with. It's just not it's not doesn't mean they hate us. It's something means they're respecting themselves where they're trying to better themselves and move forward. Maybe we're not meant to stay in our lives and it's just hard for us to accept at the time, but not knowing it's a blessing in disguise. But the quote is, cutting people out of your life doesn't mean you hate them. It simply means you respect yourself. Not everyone is meant to stay. And I'm going to give you a brief break and I'll be right back with Sana I.E. Okay, topic number one, why financial literacy matters. I know in that last episode, we got into the intro of it, but I wasn't just doing more research and getting more in depth with it, looking at some, uh, some uh, I can't even talk, <laughs> statistics and really trying to see like, for one of the things that I found is the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System found that many Americans are unprepared for retirement. One fourth indicated that they have no retirement savings and fewer than four out of 10 non-retirees felt that their retirement is on track. And me at first, I'm going to take a gander back with 28 now. Um, like, let's say five years ago, retirement wasn't on my, on my mind. That's me being 23, even at 25, it wasn't even like on my mind or how to plan for it. It was never really discussed. And it's just like we like uh, we just assume like whenever we get like a career job we get the 401k the pension and all that and it's like how does that retirement plan actually work how much do you need to put in how much do you need to take out how much do you need to save what retirement works best for you and it's just like four it says four out of ten non-retirees felt that the retirement is on track that's just a feeling how do you actually know if your retirement is on track and I think one of the things is finding like a financial planner, a financial advisor and seeing how to go about it. Maybe somebody within your family or a close friend or somebody around you does financial advising or financial planning where you can ask them, ask them questions as well and start working on your retirement yourself. And that, um, the next thing that I found, the largest share of the American workforce are millennials and they have low financial literacy and are also unprepared for a severe crisis like the re recent pandemic. Even those who have had who have had high financial IQ, only 19% answered questions about fundamental financial concepts correctly. Millennials own majority are in the majority of the work the workforce and they have low financial literacy. Think how think about how this will affect all of us within the next 10 years not having that high financial literacy or being prepared or whatnot it's like we as we all 
live within the moment. Live for now. Instead of a month from now. Thinking about finances or savings or investing for the future, for the years. For our, our kids. Or for our business investment or our vacation or retirement. Just thinking ahead of time to that instead of living within the moment. Because living within the moment, you look look ahead and you like, or look back to like, damn, I should have started saving then. And it's like, we all do it. But this is why we have to take control, get grips and get a grasp on our financial habits, our financial spending, our financial discipline and learning our financial literacy, what works for us. How's your lifestyle working right now? Where can you save at? What can you cut off? What can you um, add on? Looking for the help, the, the people that want to help and that can help you with your finances, the people that's really the experts in the financial field, as well as you learning yourself, what can you do? And also it goes on to say, 43% report using expensive alternative financial services such as payday loans and pawn shops. More than half lack an emergency fund to cover three months expenses and 37% are financially fragile. Meaning if an emergency came up, they don't have no $2,000 to cover it. Millennials also carry large amounts of student loan debt and mortgage debt. 44% say they have too much debt. Yeah. And I wish like uh, financial literacy, like the two biggest subjects that I think that should honestly be taught consistently in like elementary school, high school is financial literacy and mental health. And those two are the biggest things that are impacting our society and culture today. Especially when it comes to like, it says millennials are a majority of the workforce and they have low financial literacy. They're unprepared for pandemics. Um, They use alternative expenses, uh, financial services such as payday loans and pawn shops. Not knowing the whole um, not knowing the whole gist of a payday loan or a loan in general, and it's really educating ourselves where getting in debt with the what type of loan it is, what is the payback, what is the interest rate, and just getting getting to know what that loan is before you signing your name off and getting that loan. Like, oh yes, I got that money, but did you really get that money, or do you owe double or triple back what you just got? So it's really just doing the research before you do anything. And when it comes to finances, especially pawn shops too, like I know how pawn shops work (laughs) and I know how they do We like, but is that the right way to go? And also um, emergency fund. We should all have emergency funds covering up to at least three months worth of expenses. You don't know what can happen or what will happen. You need to have that emergency fund to cover them bases so you won't have to look back like, damn, something came up and I don't have the funds to cover it. No, have that emergency fund start investing into it now. We're even just putting $5 away a day. That $5 away a day, $35 a week. And just really keep continuously doing that. Not even looking at it because $5, you know, $5 ain't really like, oh, $5. Gone like that, gone within a flash. So start investing into your emergency emergency fund if you don't have one. Where you at with it? Um, once we all master financial literacy, it'll ease our life burdens. We just have to apply that time, apply ourselves to learning. Learn now so you can grow in the future. In the U.S., 
basic financial skills are generally not taught in the classroom. That's some, that's I just said that that should be majorly that should be taught with uh, mental health. Lack of financial education has led to Americans having inadequate household and retirement savings and high levels of credit card and student loan debts. As of 2020, 21 states are now required now require financial literacy to be taught in high school and 25 states require a high school uh, uh, economics course. Okay, so 21 states require financial literacy to be taught. what about the other 29 <laughs> but um and that's just like mandatory i think too i'm glad that they're starting uh, 21 states now require for financial literacy to be taught which is great and it said 25 students require economics course that's good it's a start but i feel like with this podcast if you're listening right now let's share this episode share last the last episode about financial literacy or what do you what you know personally about financial literacy Got the website. You can leave a review. You can also leave a voicemail on the website, sanai.com. And let me know what you what you're doing about your financial literacy and what you know about financial literacy. And so we can get that discussion and really help each other out so we can bring each other along on this journey. Because I know at the end of the day, it's tough about finances. And it's, not, it's like you like don't want to talk about it or discuss it, but it has to be discussed if you want to improve. I'm going to give y'all a brief break and I'm going to be right back with Sana I-E. And we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. If you're loving the um the podcast, Sana IE podcast so far, Share with a friend, share it on your social media, leave a review, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, leave a review on the website, sunie.com. I greatly appreciate it. Let me know how I can help you with anything that you're doing, um, any tasks, any job, any promotions, any ads, anything you need help with. Just don't, uh, feel free to reach out as well as follow us on um, every social media platform at Sunie Podcast, as well as get on the email list, hit up this website, sunie.com, get on the email list. We send in uh different gifts out to different people and i'm working on the, the apparel the apparel is coming people bear with me but we're working on that as well as just anything you need help with just don't uh feel free to reach out don't uh don't be shy or nothing i'm always willing and down to help anybody um with anything they they got going on but back to today's show um as well as your financial literacy stories let me know how it was when you was growing up um in your household was finances a big uh, big thing was it discussed with the uh with y'all or was it just mainly between the parents let me know hit me up um you can do it secretly privately anonymously anonymously um just want to know more about that and how y'all are working on it now but it's been well documented that the lack of financial education can lead to serious money problems down the road yeah <laughs> that that's true myself as my own case study um there was like yeah there's been times where i could have handled different financial situation um financial situations differently but at the time like i said just getting caught up living in the moment and not really thinking about the future like oh shoot it's here right now let me just do this but 
down the road when you look back like now i'm looking back like damn i could have handled that situation differently or did this situation differently but you can't beat yourself up about it you just gotta know like yo maybe i have to take my time i'm gonna dawn now take the time and educate yourself on financial literacy on finances on stocks on investing on savings on checking accounts bank accounts and all that really applying yourself even if it's just 10 minutes 15 minutes out the day 30 minutes out of the day y'all know how it was when you were in high school or even college classes they were brief periods either 30 minutes to an hour that's what you should incorporate with your daily life use that time like yo between 12 p.m and 2 p.m i'm educating myself or doing some type of course or knowledge where i'm in a class trying to understand this finances or anything in life and so that goes down to putting them time blocks within yourself and within your days as of 2020 the median retirement savings for americans between the ages of 55 and 64 was 134,000, which provides an annual income of about 7500 per year and about 625 dollars per month for men and 6900 this is around the 7000 for women and 581 per month for women as of 2020 the average household credit card balance for those who carry debt month to month was 5300 which was considerable a considerable drop from 2019's figure which is 6100 also as of 2020 the student loan debt was at 1.1.71 trillion with a t (laughs) um more than double what it was a decade prior and that's damn they said the average borrower is has 43 average borrower is 44 um and that's crazy man um the median retirement savings so it's like how do we start retiring where do we need to start retiring at not retiring at but what do we need to invest in for our retirement savings how is uh the household credit the credit card balance the debt like if you have a credit card learn the ins and outs of a credit card just don't just spend 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 learn okay how does this credit card helping me and how is this credit card affecting me and damaging me and damaging my finances because it's like you're using the credit card now, but it's really at a, eventually building up debt if you're not paying it off. As well as if you even have debt, here's a, a quick trip, a quick tip. If you have any credit card debt or anything on your credit lines, try to call like the last week of the month because they have a quota to meet. Call them and see if you can get that debt written off or they can... Um, like make it to one lump sum where you can pay a percentage off like paying 10% off or 15% off of that and they, they will, they'll work with you because they have a quota to meet so but we have all this millennial talk of they're the largest in the workforce but it doesn't start with them it starts with us it's not their problem the cycle of the debt begins at a young age and that's true it starts at a young age and I think it starts with credit cards because you see maybe your family members and your parents using your credit cruising credit cards and when you're able to apply for one at 16 18 you're like yo i'm gonna run it up and you ended up running up and ran out so let's just be more aware and cautious of how we're spending where we're investing our time and our money and how to take control of it um let me see where is that poor money management skills 
um, the decisions made is haste, uh, desperation, and anxiety. That's what it builds with that poor man- money management skills. You get haste, you get desperate, and you get anxiety leading to more debt, creating more stress-induced decision-making, and so on. So why would you do that? Why, why do we do this to ourselves? Like I said, we, we're so much focused in the moment, in the now. We don't look ahead to a week, a month, a year from now. Because we're like, yo, if it's happening right now, fucking, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do it versus thinking like, hold on, let me take some time to think. Do I want this or do I need this in my life? How's this going to affect me a year from now, or a month from now, or a week from now? Do I really need this? And give, your assignment, give yourself that time, analyze and really question yourself. And see, like, where can you, like I said, cut off some expenses, cut off some debts. Man, this is, this is a lot. I'm just learning as I'm going. But I appreciate y'all tuning in really, really, really. Um, I'm going to give y'all a brief break and I'm going to be right back with Sana I-E. Welcome back. Welcome back. The next topic for discussion we're going to get on is IRAs. What is an IRA? It's an individual retirement account. And it's an account set up at a financial institution that allows an individual to save for retirement with tax-free growth or on a tax-deferred basis. So... IRAs, I'll discuss it. I want to get a little more into it. And it's basically an individual retirement account. Like I said, it's tax-free and tax-deferred. So I set it up because I've been I've been hearing a lot about it. And like I said, I usually do a Roth. I not usually do a Roth. Um, I'm doing a Roth IRA, which is a Roth IRA is contributions are made after tax assets. All transactions with the IRA have no tax impact and would and withdrawals of contribute contributed funds are tax-free so any funds that i contribute or put in is tax-free but there is a penalty if i withdraw from it too early and there's most that you hear about these days with iras is a traditional ira which is contributions are often tax deductible Often simplified as money is deposited before tax or contributions are made with pre-tax assets. All transactions and earnings within the IRA have no tax impact and withdrawals at retirement are taxed as income. Except for those portions of the withdrawal corresponding to contributions that were not deducted. Depending upon the native of the nature of the contribution, a traditional IRA may be a deductible IRA or a non-deductible IRA. Traditional IRAs were introduced with the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974 and made popular with the Economic Recovery Tax Act of 1981. So those are basically the two main IRAs that you hear about. Traditional IRA or Roth IRA. And like I said, me... I do a Roth IRA. The Roth IRA was introduced as a part of the Taxpayer Relief Act of 1997. And that's what I really start. That's what I'm really working on and learning about is which IRA to go with. And that's why I went with Roth myself. Another one you may hear about is rollover IRA. 
And with the rollover IRA, no real difference in a tax in tax treatment from a traditional IRA, but the funds come from a qualified plan or 403B account and are rolled over into the rollover IRA instead of contributed as cash. No other assets are commingled with these rollover um, amounts. So Roth IRA, IRA. The overview of a Roth IRA, um, like I said, it was in- introduced in 1997. And as far as con- contribution on a weekly basis, what I'm learning, like how much to contribute to eventually pay yourself out in the long run, it d- comes down to your sources and your financing as well as your budgeting. What are you budgeting your money and saying, what can I contribute to my IRA? And what's the best IRA for me? Like right now, uh, the I'm using a um, there's different places that you can do different apps where they have financial institutions that you can do your uh, Roth IRA. I think TD Ameritrade is a, uh, one. Fidelity, um, the Digit app. Uh, there's a lot you can just really research, uh, research and look into and just really set up an IRA for yourself and see what's better for you: a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, or a rollover IRA. And really learn more about it because at the end of the day like i was discussing the government there's no gonna be social no social security for you when you plan on retiring there's probably gonna be no money out there for your retirement so why not take the steps now as you're of age to really start contributing to your ira or setting up an ira for yourself and contributing on a weekly basis at the end of the at the end of the year all that money adds up and you look back like damn that's how much I've been saving. That's how much in my retirement. It's just like keep adding to it. because It's going to be beneficial in the long run. And eventually you can, if you like, oh, I want to take 10000 out of my IRA to pay for a house or something like that. You can. So, and it's all tax free. So, looking more into the IRAs. Like I said, I'm doing the Roth IRA, an individual retirement account containing investments in securities, usually common stocks and bonds, often through mutual funds. Although other investments include derivatives, notes, certificates of deposits, and real estate are possible, a Roth IRA can also be an individual retirement annuity, which is an annuity contract or an endowment contract purchased from a life insurance company. So I hope y'all really check into the IRAs and really apply uh get the knowledge that you need for the ira and which ira you want to go with like i said there's uh the roth there's the traditional as well as the rollover and there's some different ones as well i'll give y'all a quick quick rundown of the different ones that there is there's the uh m my ra in 2014 the obama administration initiated based on the roth ira the sep ira a provision that allows an employer typically a small business or self-employed individual to make retirement plan contributions to into a traditional IRA established in the employee's name instead of a to a pension fund in the company's name. So that's a SEP IRA. Then there's the simple IRA, a savings incentive match plan for employees that requires employer employer matching contributions to the plan whenever an employee makes a contribution this right here is a game changer by the way the plan is similar to a 401k plan but with lower contribution limits and simpler and thus less costly administration although it's termed an ira it's is treated separately the simple ira like if you didn't 
understand what I just read. It says savings incentive match plan for employees that requires the employer to match your contributions to your plan. So whatever, if you're working with a, um, if you're you employed by an employer or something like that, check into the simple IRA and that'll be very beneficial. So whatever you contribute, they have to match that too. So it's like if you contribute 3000, they'll contribute 3000. So you got 6000 now in your IRA. So check into the simple IRA. That is a real game changer for the employed out there. Check into it. That's some information they don't want you to know, but now you know it. I'm going to give y'all a brief break and I'm going to hit y'all with the recap. And we back for the re the recap. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. Um, things going in and out. Let me turn it up. We'll be back for the recap of today's show. Thank you for tuning in to Sana IE. I'm your host EXO, and man, I really hope this episode helped you out helped you out today as well as as well as it helped me in general. Um, it's just man, a lot of information that was dropped uh, why financial literacy matters um iras what ira to go with what ira i'm using and just i really love that like discussing financial literacy as well as helping people open their eyes up and open their minds up to what they need to do financially wise as well as financial um when it comes to financial literacy especially in the incoming years a decade from now when social security is not around but let's talk about the quotes of the day my first quote was touching the lives of others is one of the best things you can do in life and that's facts let's focus on the income not the income but the impact the impact we make on people's lives and with what whatever we're doing whatever we're aspiring to do whatever our purpose is make sure it's like to touch other people's lives versus just touching your life um my next quote is cutting people out of your life doesn't mean you hate them it simply means you respect yourself. Not everyone is meant to stay. And that goes both ways for us as well. I feel like whenever we get cut off, we be like, I ain't trying to get cut off. We question ourselves, question the man above, and really just question everything. Like, dang, was it me? Did I do something wrong? When overall, in reality, well, factuality, it comes down to just being like, yo, this was meant to happen. This is a blessing in disguise. I can't really hold myself back or really question what happened. I just got to be grateful that it did and really move forward. But when we get cut off, we just so, um, so much of our feelings, so much of ourselves. And just like I said, we start questioning ourselves of like, dang, was it me? What I do wrong and all that instead of just like being like grateful for that it happened. What else? What else? What else? Um, and then we discuss the financial literacy, why it matters. Like I said, that I started off with the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System found that many Americans are unprepared for retirement. One fourth indicated that they have no retirement savings and fewer than out, fewer than four out of ten non-retirees felt that their retirement is on track. And then we discuss what is the largest share, largest share of the American workforce? Millennials. And we all know millennials are no are close close around we know how they are when it comes to money when it comes to um financial literacy their financial literacy is low and they're unprepared for um a crisis like the recent pandemic even though the high financial iqs 
um, only 19% answered fundamental questions about concepts about financial literacy. 43% report using expensive alternative financial solutions such as payday loans and pawn shops. Millennials also carry large amount of large amounts of student debt and mortgage debt. 44% of them say they have too much debt. How can we leave that? And I know, like, I've been reading too that I guess uh, Biden's going to cancel the student loan debt. That would be tremendous. That would be a big win. But for now, there's like different debt that millennials carry, and we just all gotta play our part and help each other out when it comes to financial literacy and um the debt i think it just comes down to really just budgeting and really getting all your finances and expenses in order and seeing where you can do more and do less at if that makes sense but then we discuss iras what is an ira individual retirement account me myself i'm using the roth traditional there's traditional there's a roth there's a rollover um i told you about the game changer the simple i believe it was a simple ira let me check let me check yeah the simple ira which is like a huge game changer for if you're working with the company you're asking that your employer to match whatever you contribute to your ira which is like like i said it's like a huge game changer because you invest in three thousand four thousand five thousand your employer has to match that and over time, you keep doing that consistently. That's doubling up every time. But that's what I'm like, yo, that is a great real game changer. I appreciate y'all tuning in to today's episode and really share this with a friend. Like the show, subscribe. Shout out to all the new reviews. I'm about to read out each review next show for everybody that's been leaving reviews lately. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Um, Monday, man, late show, but we got it out. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. May you reach that level within where you no longer allow your past and people with toxic intentions to negatively affect you or condition you. Have a great week. We out.